going it's me noah coot and you're listening to the intersect podcast i'm here along with my co-host michael brinage how you doing michael good it's another week i'm excited for memorial day weekend oh yeah um you know this idea of like days off still is foreign to me because every day is a day off technically but oh must be nice yay long weekend you know what that means it's going to get hella busy where I'm at because all the tourists are going to come for the summer season. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the beginning of the summer season. Yeah. Or at least but like... But hey, that's not, that's not your issue to deal with, right? No. I uh, already live here. And also, I won't be down on the Cape for this weekend. Actually, that's a lie. I'll be back on Monday, but that's not weekend in my opinion. Um, I'll be down in New York City. Wow. Yes. Visiting me. Wait, I'm visiting you? <laughs> Noah, do we, do we want to talk about this other person? Who who else is in your life, Noah? Um, Absolutely nobody. I am the loneliest <laughs> man alive. What do we have, Noah? What do you call our connection? We are host and co-host. Actually, no, we're both co-hosts. That is our relation to each other. Wow. That, that, that really hurt. I thought we, we were beyond that. Oh, yeah, what, you thought we were like, what's that weird word exist? Friends? Nah. It's not like we knew each other since, like, second grade and have been hanging out and also played the entire, what Halo was it? The entire campaign of which Halo? Halo 4. Oh, I just remember, we played the whole campaign in one sitting uh, during a sleepover where we didn't really sleep much. Yeah, or all the times we played Civ. Like, that's, that's commitment. Yeah, that's true. Um, although, like, have we actually finished a game? <laughs> no. Because it takes too long. <laughs> oh, well. But, yeah. Um, we, once, we once played for, like, 30 hours, and I, I feel like 20 hours one weekend. <laughs> what? Like, what was it? Thanksgiving two years ago. Or, no, three years ago. I think, like, we played, like, all day Friday. Yeah, whatever we do, I don't know. It's, it's just too long of a game to play. But anyways... Um, also, I'm just going to mention this real quick. I know I mentioned I was going to start a job by now this week, but about that, because my new job actually got pushed back by a week and a half, I'm still not working. I'll be working next week instead. Um, <laughs> two reasons I believe this is happening, either because they want me to train with other people who just graduated and wanted to give them the time to wait before they start, or... Um, this is actually what I know, which kind of happened. Um, the supply chain issue caused my work laptop to not arrive yet. So they're like, oh shit, what do we do about the new guy's laptop? And they just said, make him start later. So I'm a little mad because I don't have money yet. Or well, you know, I want to, I want to make money. I like money. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I bought a $2,000 bike a month ago. It was supposed to take five to six business days. Look, you see, I have enough savings to last me a little while, but the problem is that inflation makes me feel like the savings are losing value. So I already spent all my money to, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, have less savings that's going to lose value because um, of inflation. So here I am needing more money to uh, refill my bank account. Yeah. And then with the Fed raising interest rates, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, econ. Oh. They're actually, it's actually serious. And. Uh, Maybe we might have a deep dive episode on it, but I don't think anyone wants us to explain basis points and how the Fed can control uh, monetary supply. Anyways, if we're talking about deep dives, I'm actually looking into topics for the deep dive, which I think are going to be pretty cool. Um, I should tell you about them, but uh, I'm going to keep them secret for now, unless you want me to list them out right now. Wait, deep dives, you're keeping secret for me? Or... Well, it's more like I just haven't shared them yet, but uh, I actually have decent (laughs) topics that would take quite a bit of research to do, um, but that I do know quite a bit about. Okay. Well, preview one. What's one? Uh, Number one would actually be a deep dive into the supply chain and how it built up into the current issue. Um, 
Although I know a lot of people have probably already done that by now, I wanted to do a more historical deep dive and actually follow through the events that happened around the world that led to its starting. I mean, we can look at the link of the supply chain issue with uh, inflation and yeah. the economic issues where we're left here now. Um, let's see. That's an idea. Another deep I mean, dive no, I wanted you're to here do this weekend. is Hong Kong. Um Hong Kong. Oh, remember Hong how Kong. they had to protest a while back? I actually want to have a deep dive in what has been happening in Hong Kong since the protests, or at least what led to the protests starting and so on, and where they are now. Um, because I feel like not enough people are talking about it, yet it was pretty relevant at the time. Um, and I think it should be brought back up again, because not enough people think hmm. about it. Yeah, those are all interesting ideas. And, but uh, of things... Yeah, I don't know. I've got okay. a bunch of small ideas like that. And also, I'm just interested in things like, what if we could talk about water infrastructure in the U.S. or some kind of infrastructure-based deep dive, because infrastructure is awesome, in my opinion. And also absolutely terrifying <laughs> if the state it is at this current time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're losing a lot of our water infrastructure to droughts. But Noah... While there is a lot of topics we can talk about in the future, we have a lot of topics that we can go on today. Oh, that's true. All right, I'm going to stop talking about random uh, things that might be to come, and let's talk about what's currently actually happening. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, there's one. Well, actually, I also want to ask, what's going on with you right now? Yeah, not much. have a job waiting on my bike. Uh, ex I'm expecting a guest this weekend. No big deal. Oh, wow. I'm sure your guest must be really cool. I wonder who that could be. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Fun, exciting, boring life, and the only thing that's bringing you motivation to keep going is probably this guest coming up this weekend. How good of him. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's go back to world events. Uh, what's going on right now that uh, everyone's been talking about a lot lately? I mean, yeah, for the past three months, the Russian government has invaded Ukraine to middling results oh thank god you didn't mention um, covid i didn't want to talk about that anymore oh do you want to talk about the new wave <laughs> no let's ignore that everyone's like tired of everyone it else now. is doing it everyone else is ignoring uh covid we might as well too yeah we're just gonna go with the mainstream <laughs> but yes uh the other big thing is the russian invasion of ukraine uh which is good. It's still ongoing. There are still war crimes. There are people who've actually been prosecuted for war crimes. Um, there have been failed peace talks. There have been non-existent peace. There have been interesting peace talks by Ibramovich. Uh, it's led to the sale of a soccer team. Um, you know, lots of things have been going on. Uh, and we do have recent updates this week. Uh Zelensky says that he refused to go to the negotiating table until Russia backs away his troops from uh, pre twenty uh, from the nineteen ninety borders. Anyways, the borders that happened before the first Russian interference in Ukraine in twenty fourteen. A high Russian government official has resigned in protest of of uh, of. Uh, of the Kremlin's uh, uh, policies, uh, major generals have criticized Putin. Even on TV, they've been criticizing uh, the Putin regime more and more. Well, they've been criticizing the the war in Ukraine. Okay. So yeah. it's interesting. Wasn't there, let's I think, a video of having of like a stadium full of Russians that had like a band that came in and they all started shouting, shouting something along the lines of like, "Fuck the Ukraine war," something like that. I'm not sure, but, like, lots of things are happening. Russia's a big country. Yeah, it, I don't know. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are trying to voice their opinions against it, and also that the government is totally taking action and silencing those people if possible. Also, I'm hearing a lot about just, you know, for some reason, I think it was, like, this one guy uh, died, this one uh, person who had, like, a political position died uh, falling by... From a waterfall or something, uh, yeah. From a waterfall. Yeah. I don't See, know. I've heard I've heard random Russian opposition leaders and journalists fall from roofs, from hospital beds. No uh, waterfall this time. More this nature. This time's waterfall. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, switch, uh, switching things up. And I think he's like uh, replacing whoever that guy was uh, as uh, one of his former bodyguards or current bodyguards. I don't know. Putin put one of his bodyguards in the guy's job. Interesting. Funny how that, funny how that opening just happened. Uh, yeah, good for him. <laughs> uh, we have other international news, Noah. Oh, um, this one is something you mentioned. Okay, so I don't know, um, but I feel like we've never, almost never talked about this continent if we talked about them at all. But Australia, woo, um, the land down under. Uh, I think they recently had a political election and they have finally voted out the conservatives for the first time in the last decade or so. Um, so, I don't know. I just know the conservative party has been um, attracting a lot of criticism, criticism out there. Um, and... Uh, it seems like the people have finally spoken out about it or voted out about it. And it seems like there might be a change in the leadership in the country, at least in terms of what a party has uh, the leading position. I don't think it's anything too major, because even with a change in political party, that doesn't necessarily mean a major change in the way a country will be or work or whatever. But I just think it's worth mentioning um, that Australia had an election recently where they put the voted out the conservatives despite them being incumbents for nearly 10 years hmm. that's that is interesting no most i know about australian politics after i mean domestic australian politics um is like they have a lot of prime ministers for a party that's so dominant yeah like their prime ministers don't usually last more than like two three years i don't know how it works there to be a prime minister is it just like you vote one in and it's a parliament it's a parliamentary system so the leader of the party who whoever gets voted by that party becomes the leader of the party and if their party has the most seats in the parliament then they're they're the head of the of the parliament they're the prime minister okay interesting so, so like a similar thing to like the UK or most it's nice to have someone who actually knows how uh, all this law bullshit works uh, to talk to. <laughs> Look, I'm an electrical engineer. What do I know about politics? It's called the Westminster model, Noah. It's the style of government that like most democracies, uh, most things have. Like the basic form of government. They're each all country right, has nerd. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Stuff around the world. It just keeps on going. Is it good news? Well, I'm sure there's good news out there, but the reality is we never hear about it because we always like to focus on the bad. Um, bad good news, good news, good news, good news. Diabetes, uh, it's expected that diabetes rates will go down worldwide. Yeah, but like, what about climate change? No, don't ask me the reason, don't ask me the reason why. Also, I could just bring out any topic that's just bad and just like undo it. No, no, no. Okay. You you were supposed to ask me why are diabetes rates gonna go down? <laughs> okay, why are uh, diabetes rates going down? Tell me now. Because because India is banning all the export of sugar from its country. Oh, I saw that. You know that just means that sugar is gonna get more expensive. Exactly, and when things get more expensive, we buy less of it, so less sugar. And also that means that the value of sugar goes up, therefore inflation value goes up. Because well, Noah, I Noah, it, I was trying to find a positive thing. Now, like, you're bringing reality into this. Yeah. Well, everything is a, a, a lovely little. What do you call it? It's. I want to say like dominoes. It's just like you know, one thing falls and a bunch of other things fall along with it. Um. Oh, I forgot the expression. Anyways, it's like yeah, you know, less sugar being uh having. Less sugar exports causing, to some extent, I guess, less diabetes. But yeah, if you look into it, there's also going to be a lot of other consequences that come along with it. Anyways, I hope you guys Since don't like eating uh, your cakes and so on, because that's going to be more expensive now. No, but Stick to savory. Every... <laughs> Everything in the United States is sugar, so all the food in the U.S. has got more expensive. Or healthier. <laughs> or healthier. Like, I can't wait for them to put less sugar in food. But, yeah. Anyways, we have more food talk after this break. All right. Noah, we are back. 
We are back indeed. Man. And now instead of talking about stuff happening around the world, let's be uh, our usual American selves and be obsessed with what's going on within our country only. Yes. Now, we talk about a food crisis that's affecting the world, but there's an even deeper, darker one happening in the United States. Noah, uh, where are those chips from Trader Joe's? Oh, okay. I was, I was complaining just earlier, saying the greatest strategy happened. Um, Trader Joe's has these really good uh, ghost pepper chips that I like, and I don't think they make them anymore. They were not in stock when I went to Trader Joe's today, and I was so disappointed because I was actually looking forward to buying yep. some. And he was so disappointed, he went into tears, a lot like a baby. I had a complete breakdown in the middle of Trader Joe's. I just uh, assumed fetal position and was sucking my thumb as I was uh, in tears and just lying on the ground um, having a panic attack because I didn't have my Trader Joe's. Hopefully you guys understand this is sarcasm um, because I feel like it didn't change my tone of voice at all. Um, (laughs) But you know what? Trader Joe's... Ghost pepper chips are not the only thing missing on shelves, and there's something a lot more important missing on those shelves right now that a lot of mums, especially new mums, are in need of. Yeah, new parents is, uh, of all stripes is baby formula. Imagine. There's a massive Yeah, no, but shortage. just imagine. You need to feed your child, and some people are dependent on baby formula. Um... Because there's also medical reasons some people can't breastfeed, although that is the ideal way to feed your child. Just going to say it here and now. Um, And the reason I also say this is because you actually share some bacteria from within your body with a baby if you feed them with your own breast milk. Um, Yeah, but but there's lots of reasons. It takes time. Some people don't produce enough milk. It's painful. Babies are a pain in the ass. They have to be fed every two to three hours. And they poop Um, in things called diapers that you have to clean up yourself. Exactly. There's there are a lot of work, especially in a country where they they want to force births and ban contraceptions. But that's not yes. this episode. Um, <laughs> but anyways, baby formula is suddenly something that's a lot more difficult to find on shelves, at least here in the U.S. But I'm sure it's affecting more places in the U.S. And this leads to nope. nope. It's it's a U.S. thing. At least the current crisis is a U.S. thing. Do you think it's going to affect more than the U.S. in the long term? Canada and Mexico are like, do you want some, bro? Europe is like, hey, we got some over here. Yeah. I'm always a little... Okay. Let me explain why baby formula is such an insulated issue. First off, uh, I mean, multiple things. Uh, Baby formula is is regulated by the FDA in in the United States, right? And Mm -hmm. each country is very strict of where their baby formula comes from. In the United States, most of our baby formula comes from one of four companies. Canada has their own set of manufacturing plants that have their own formula. Mexico has their own, et cetera, et cetera. So the U.S. just doesn't allow you to buy foreign uh, foreign baby formula. So that's why it's a U.S. issue. Okay. Um, because protecting and the babies is a matter of national security. And that actually kind of makes sense. But that actually makes sense. If we're going to yeah. force if if we're going to force breed them, then we might as well keep them safe. Although we only care about the birthing part. We don't care about anything else as a as a nation. Um anyways, so there are four major manufacturers and there in September, I believe. There were two to three, two to four babies who got sick from this uh, random bacteria, and they were, and then the link to that bacteria was found from this one, uh, one factory. Well, they both use the same form. They all the children use the same formula from, uh, Abbott Abbott Labs. Um, turns out they make more than COVID tests. They also make baby formula. And Abbott is so they did a whole investigation that was drawn out and took longer than it should have um, into Abbott Labs, and they found that there was bacterial infection in in the manufacturing plant. Although not the one that got those kids sick, but you know, still a concern. We don't want random dangerous bacteria in our baby formula. Um, babies, our infants, are literally the most vulnerable 
people we have and your immune system is terrible and their ability to survive is well terrible so we want to make sure they're as safe as possible okay and yeah that makes sense so sh- um yes. although i will say babies are not maybe the most vulnerable it's our emotionally vulnerable millennials kidding um no uh it's it's <laughs> a it's bullied 18 year old bully uh, bullied 18 year old men on um, 4chan Okay, that's too uh, that, soon. Is, that is a reference. That's a reference for other things. Okay, uh, um, that's gonna come up later. Oh God. Uh. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it. Uh, so they shut down the manufacturing plants since February, and Abbott Labs only has like a handful of plants, and they produce forty percent of the uh, of the milk market. They make up like. 40% or something like that. Like the top four companies control like 80 to 90% of the market. Um, so they're major players. And part of that can be attributed to a federal program, WIC, which basically says states must sign exclusive contracts with certain milk companies, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so we only have four because everything in the United States is concentrated in monopoly power. Um, and... Yeah, so it is causing this massive baby shortage, uh, baby formula shortage. Um, I mean, we have both. And uh, it's causing some parents to drive out 50, 100 miles, uh, miles out to find uh, a single thing of baby formula at random stores. This is especially a problem in like states like Texas, where it's very big. So people sometimes really literally have to drive 100 miles out of their way to get baby formula. And, uh, Noah, what's the price of gas right now? Uh, I don't know. I paid like $5 a gallon. Yeah, it's extremely high. So you can imagine with all the other stuff that's been going on, why it's causing such an issue. It's such a big issue that the White House has um, used the Defense Production Act, the same military act that we said we need to create masks and stuff for. They started using military planes to ship out uh, milk from from approved plants in Europe to into the United States. Um, like the C-130 cargo ships, like the same one we use for people fleeing Afghanistan and when we use for the vaccines and masks when the pandemic first started. So this has become a full-blown military operation. And they have tentatively agreed, they've agreed to reopen back the plant. So, uh, but Abbott doesn't expect to ramp up a production for the next like four to six weeks. You know, supply chains, man. It's honestly just crazy how things like that can happen. And it's such a local issue. I find it odd. But now we have an actual military operation it's for not baby a local formula. Issue, Noah. It's Noah. Well, it's national. Yes. I mean, local because I'm so used to talking about things in a global context. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But but the, the thing the which third I... largest con- the 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 richest country in the world, the third largest population, is struggling to get baby formula. Yeah, and honestly, this is something I find so odd because say that to someone five or ten years ago, we're gonna have a baby formula shortage and it's gonna be a national security crisis, and people are gonna be like, "You're kidding, right?" That's like, you know a humorous plot for some over-the-top, like, story or satirical article or something. No, this is real life. Um, We've reached a point where we have a system that works in such an odd way that we keep having these absolutely, I want to say, these whole issues that you never thought was possible until you bring in the whole context of what things are like now, and you're like, Oh my god, we really are in the weirdest timeline. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, everything is bad. There's a chicken flu outbreak killing millions of chickens around the United States. Uh, countries like India are banning sugar exports. Um, Ukraine and Russia, the two of the largest exporters of, of wheat and fertilizers, are not are, are just not shipping any. Um, oil companies, uh, oil company investments in, in assets have been at an all-time low, yet profits have never been so high. Um, no, it's, uh, it's a, we, we live in a very weird 
time and place in history. They were just thinking about it. It also seems odd because I'm like, you know, you can see technically the lack of export on sugar might be a good thing in terms of national health, but (laughs) I don't know if that's really going to be how it works out because we're too spoiled and used to our luxurious lives. What else is there that was um, an issue? Oh, chickens dying. I mean, what do you expect if you're factory farming chickens and have thousands of them in close proximity to each other? Uh, yeah, if one and gets only sick, three they companies all get sick. that do chicken, and three, and... and only three companies. We have no resiliency in our supply chains. But but you can say, hey, at have... least uh, you know less people eat chicken. So does that mean that uh, less people are going to eat meat, and we're going to go in a more vegetarian direction? I really doubt it. Chicken but... is the most chicken is the most affordable of the meats, and also the least CO two intensive. Yes. So if anything, it's going to push people off for for pork or beef which are worse for the environment worse for health really if you think about it and more expensive i know uh what is it isn't like 47 percent of all or like 49 literally 49 percent of all land in the u.s um is dedicated specifically to beef or to dairy or like yeah well the industry that has to do with beef products um 49 of land in the u.s that includes Land that's protected, so it's not like and like lands used for town land that's protected, like national parks, lands used for agriculture, all that kind of stuff. Forty nine percent of all the U.S. territory, and it even includes places like Alaska, which is such a huge territory that's not being used for much. Um, maybe it's like uh, what is it called? The forest, the department that does forest, but yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, it's BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. Um, they, all the, 49% of the land in the U.S. is just for beef. It's insane. Just think about that number. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, anyways, so now adults are affected by food shortage. Babies are infected by food shortage. The, the dino chicken nuggets uh, food shortage. So everyone is hungry but do you know what's one shortage that we don't uh, we, we don't seem to be facing what is it a uh, bullets ammunition a shortage of guns wait no we don't have no it's we don't have one okay good. i'm thinking that's the only to, thing that's uh, not being supply chained yeah uh oh yeah mm. what happened yesterday i don't know so i'm starting to see a lot of news about a, a i saw a flag half mass down today in our second episode in a row literally second episode in a row we have to talk about a recent mass shooting event in this instance in texas in a city i believe 85 miles away from like houston a 18 year old teenager Shot his uh, on his 18th birthday. Bought an a- an AR-15 assault rifle, style AR-15 style assault rifle. Um. Shot his grandmother in the face. Went into an elementary school for one hour. And re- and shot. Dozens and dozens of people. Killed two adults. As of recording. 19 fourth and fifth graders and he was killed in a police shootout after that hour by weirdly enough border patrol uh tactical agents so let me quickly ask this because this happened yesterday how much information is out on um well the event that happened because i'm seeing more news about like the state having talks about it and so on, I'm more interested in knowing what led to the shooter doing what he did. For example, there's a lot of information of the guy who did the shooting in Buffalo and uh, what led him to have his motivations, which seem to point towards extremist uh, media on social media, so on the internet. Um, Is there anything we know about this shooting and the shooter that uh, may have possibly led to his um attack well um so right the only information that i believe i read was the kid had a speech impediment and was bullied often in high school 
and I saw somewhere that said that he didn't graduate high school. Oh. Um. Oh yeah, he had appeared to have dropped out of high school and often frightened co-workers in fast food re- at fast food restaurant where he worked. When picked on, he would lash out in response. He frequently missed class and had few friends. So... So I would say he was not at all in a healthy mental state. He was a social outcast, yet on May 17th, <laughs> eight days ago, a day after his uh, 18th birthday... Uh, he he purchased an AR style rifle at a local retailer. Then on May t- on May twentieth, he bought three hundred and seventy five rounds of air of am- ammunition. Okay, so I guess the big issue that a lot of people are looking into now is how what what led to him having such easy access to firearms, and this is why there's a major discussion. At least I see a lot of people discussing. Right now online, there are a lot of discussions about um, gun control. Oh, awesome. Just, just to add some more context to this. This is 10 years after the... Uh, this, was the uh, this was the second deadliest uh, elementary school shooting in American history. The first one was 10 years ago in Newtown, Connecticut, where another uh, person shot his mom went to the elementary school and I believe uh, killed, murdered 25 children. I, I'll, I'll get the exact details right now, but 10 years ago, we were like, we would never let this happen again. We would never allow children to be murdered at school. 10, yeah, 26 people were killed, including 20 children. That was Sandy Hook Elementary School in, in Newtown, Connecticut. That was 10 years ago. Uh, 10 years later, we have the second deadliest one in Texas. And um, I'm going to get, I'm going to butcher the name of this, uh, of this city. Uvalde, Texas. I think that's also the hometown of, uh, who is that famous actor? Um, He did Interstellar. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. I think that's his hometown, because I do remember seeing something about him speaking out about the event himself. Um, well, he lives in Texas, and he was considering running for ga- uh, for governor. I don't know if he's... But yeah, he's... Uh... <sighs> Not that I think actors necessarily are going to be the most influential people when it comes to politics, oh, but... Yeah, you're right. He was born in Ovalde, Texas. But it is, I think, because there are people who do have quite a bit of influence in general... They are always worth noting as a person of interest because they will have an influence on the way certain people think. Yeah, he he wanted a call to action, whatever the hell that means. <sighs> it's not a fun topic. They were children. I've also heard graders. news about now um, the possibility of asking children to bring along Kevlar blankets. <laughs> what? Sorry, that was not meant to be funny, but you know. I, I the Kevlar blanket, sure. I mean, it's a great idea. Think about it this way. Kevlar actually has a limited shelf life. So every five years, you'll have to buy a new one, which is a great business opportunity. You know what? Are we starting the fashionable uh, Kevlar blanket market? Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to bring more money in. Is that all we care about? Oh, wait, the children's lives being protected? Oh, I'm sure we protected for them. It's not like we could avoid having Kevlar blankets to start with. This is a 213th mass uh, a mass shooting this year in 2022. 213th? Mhm. This year? How many days are we into the year now? A lot uh less than 213. Yeah, so there's more than one mass shooting a day. Okay, cool. Yeah, fun. Lovely. Absolutely stoked to hear it. We are the only fucking country where mass shootings have become such a regular event. They stop being news unless it's notable for how high up people can run up the numbers. Mm -hmm. What bullshit society is this? Um, One where I don't feel safe. Although I guess I am safer than most other people. Yeah. But like, let's look at that. New... 
Newtown, Connecticut, 26 dead. Uvalde, 21. These are schools since uh, 1970. Uh, so Newtown, 2012. Uvalde, 2022. Parkland, 2018. 17 dead. In 2018, also in 2018, Santa Fe, Texas. 2014, Washington State. Uh, Oxford, Michigan, 4, 2021. I didn't even, I never heard about the Oxford, Michigan one. That was last year. Why, why are we the only country? This happens, it's such a regular occurrence. And again, mass shootings, and a lot, there's a lot of gun deaths in the United States. There's a lot of, there's a lot of murder, suicides. There's a lot. But we far outpace every other country in gun violence. In every other country in terms of violence, it, of like people who die as a result of crime, we are number one amongst o OECD countries. We there is something severely wrong. And before people are saying like can there uh, family values or whatever, the Republican states have the highest rates of gun deaths and gun violence. They're also the least restrictive states with uh with um uh, with with gun violence. You know, I want to just say something here really quick because I've thought about it a little bit, but um now it's actually more personal than related to news, but. You know how I mentioned my job involves a lot of travel? Mm hmm Especially more towards the south. I am sometimes a little bit worried as to what kind of world I would encounter out there. Um, because I'm like, what if there's some kind of common sense that people in that area would know that I myself, as a visitor who's out there just for business, wouldn't know and could somehow get me in trouble? Yeah. I mean, why? Is it odd that I have to be worried about something like that in a country that I'm a citizen of? We are the richest country in the world. We have we produce the world's best engineers, scientists. Oh, also we, we kill them off quite quickly too, huh? Yeah. There is so much in this country, yet a lot of a a lot of our leaders have decided. To either stay silent, say, you know how to solve more guns, more guns. Let the teachers carry it's like guns. Saying, it's like saying, oh, let, uh, you want to solve the obesity crisis? Let's put more sugar in everything. I mean, that's literally what we did. We decided to blame fat instead of sugar and start putting more sugar in things. You can actually look into the history of that. Maybe that might be something worth looking into. Yeah. The sugar and uh, soft beverage industry. Yeah, no, we, 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 this is what, this is how a, this is how you want to call a failing government system, a failing country, where the interests of the people are not represented. When most people can say we want some level of background checks, yet, yet other, yet states pass laws to make it less and less necessary to do so. Because this is what happens they when. They want to protect this idea. Of being able to have access to whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. Yeah. But this is the instance of what happened. What happened to this uh, to to the nineteen children in Texas? Who protected their rights? Who protected their fundamental rights to life, uh, to life, liberty, and justice, or pursuit of happiness, whichever version you want to take? Mm. Did they get the? Did, did do they have the freedom to speak now? Do. They have the freedom to, to play, to talk, to be with their friends, to enjoy the last two days of school before summer vacation. But I guess we'll never know because apparently the right to owning a gun is more important than every other, everything else. <sighs> Isn't it great? Isn't it great? We live in the most powerful country in the world. Because of things like this, isn't it? Or are we slowly going downhill? We have the most resources of any country. Yeah, we don't know how to use these resources effectively. 19 children, two teachers. Jayla Silguero, 10 years old, youngest of four. Two cousins, Jackie Cazares, Annabelle Rodriguez, 
Amory Joe Garza, Garza, 10 years old. Ava uh, Morales, a teacher in her 40s who loved teaching children. Uh, the neighbors described her as a good-natured person who was usually always smiling. Joe Costilla, 40, lives down the block of Mrs. Morales, likes to run marathons and was very athletic. Jose Flores, 10, loved wearing a pink shirt that said tough guys wear pink. Xavier Lopez, 10, made the honor roll that day. He couldn't tell the news to his friends or family. I mean, to some of his friends, but he couldn't tell that to his, to his family. Manny Renfro, nine years old, and many more. What happened to their rights, their freedoms? They got taken away by weapons. The rights to life it no, is. It, it, not even the right to life. It's you're you're allowed to. You, you're forced to. You're born into a world, and then you're left to your devices. This is what it is. You get the right to live in a country where you may get shot at any time, for any reason. What? Because this high school dropout couldn't uh, couldn't make friends. Or last week you go to a grocery store because this white supremacist thinks you thinks you shouldn't exist. This is America. I think we should take a break. And we are back after this heavy topic. And uh, now we're going to go more into the world of, I guess, businesses, tech, and whatnot. Um, what's going on? Tell me about something that's going on right now. I wonder what's going on in the Elon world. Oh, Mr. Musk. Uh, always up to something. Uh, how's his Twitter acquisition going? I guess that's the first thing you could ask. Um, it's still on pause because he wants the SEC, you know, the agency that he said he doesn't respect and thinks is stupid. He wants the SEC to investigate Twitter's uh, user numbers, especially on the number of fake bots. And he's just uh, reduced the amount of Tesla stock that he's putting into the deal and pull, uh, putting up more of his own money because, you know, Tesla stock price has gone down 30% in the, since he announced the deal. And apparently he's already lost $40 million on Twitter. Already lost $40 million on Twitter before even buying that it then? No, no, remember, he bought, he, 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 bought, he bought 9%, like 9, 11% of the company, right? Yep. And when he announced it, he had made a billion dollars because of the stock price going up when he announced that he was bu- buying it. But since his uh but since that high, Twitter has slid a lot. And now his initial profit of a billion dollars uh has gone down to f- minus 40 million. But yeah. He says the deal's on hold. Twitter is like you already made the deal. You're you're you're, you're give us our uh or $44 billion or whatever. But yeah, that's how Twitter's going. Isn't that lovely? Um, yeah, Elon and uh, his shenanigans. And people are always somehow more focused on what he does um, than I feel like anything else going on in the U.S. Um, but about that, there is some stuff people don't want to acknowledge that Elon has done, although it's Allegedly. mostly alleged at the moment. Yes. Um... Let's see, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, sexual harassment uh, claims now are being put against Elon Musk. Um, I believe the claim that got the most traction, or at least the f- claim that kind of started a wave of claims against him, was one done by us. I'm sure, I think more came up um, after, but I know well, this one major I, claim. I know Twitter's, I mean, not Twitter. Uh, Tesla is getting sued for uh, sexual harassment the company, but I thought there was only okay. one direct case linking uh, Elon. Yes, so um, a SpaceX flight attendant um, allegedly claims that Elon Musk exposed himself to her and uh, is saying that this was a sexual harassment. So, I don't know. I find that interesting. Um, I don't know if he's commented much about it, but you know, this is gonna. If it does go ahead, this is gonna be a pretty big. Uh, a lot of people are gonna pay attention to it. 
Yeah. Let's see. Um, it might be a court case that's as big as Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know what? And you know what case I'm more interested in? Go ahead, tell me. The one where where Exxon has to face trial for their cover up of climate change and deliberate uh, smear campaign information. Oh campaign. yeah. So Exxon, uh, it's been decided that Exxon's now going to move into a state court, Massachusetts, um, where I live, which is probably why I heard about it. But I mean, um, I heard about it. I don't live there. Yeah. But Exxon is uh, now going to be put on trial for crimes against the climate, I think. (laughs) Well, it's more like uh, deceptive deceptive trade practices, uh, lying, um, and information, uh, like... uh, Essentially, just for being for being uh, assholes mm-hmm. and minimizing their role against the climate. And honestly, I think this is a major case. This is uh, when we talked about this earlier. I I talked about it akin to uh, the big tobacco trials, where the government went against big tobacco companies and showed that they were lying. They knew the product they were selling was dangerous, and they decided to hide it from the public. I think this is. I think this could be Exxon's uh, big tobacco moment. Yeah, so it's just interesting to see that now. Uh, I mean, it has been talked about before, but now actually states are thinking of putting these major fossil fuel corporations uh, in court for, well, the damages they've done to uh, the climate in different ways. And uh, this might be a big win for a lot of... Uh, I want to say, uh, environmental movements. Well, well, we'll see how the case goes. But yes, it's a promising first step. And uh, I'm sure it could spread out then to other states or other corporations uh, if it does pass, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, a car company uh, recently uh, paid $300 million for lying about their emissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Volkswagen, um, probably. No, I think this was a... Uh, this is a uh, Chrysler. Oh, cool! So American companies Volks- have been Volkswagen's doing the same. been a while. <laughs> that happened a couple years ago, man. Yeah, I know. Well, I was wondering if you were bringing that one back up. No. Uh, okay. Uh, what's next? Other companies are kind of shitty. Uh, oh, Amazon. <laughs> yes, Amazon is a shitty place to work. Uh, well, being an Amazon contractor is the is. Uh, the worst apparently so if it was recently found out that a um that being a amazon delivery worker you're t- there's a 20 percent chance that you would get injured somehow which is far above industry standards actually it's far above uh, amazon actual amazon delivery employees only rec- report an injury of 8.5 percent but the amazon um and uh, like a uh, third party providers subcontractors it's 18.3 percent the industry standard is 7.6 so both amazon like their own internal systems internal employees and their external contractors are significant or at least are higher than the industry standard like Come on, Amazon. I also want to say quickly, um, Amazon, I'm sure, does a lot of things for positive PR, although the reality is it's kind of hidden. Like when they raise the minimum wage already, um, it's partially so that they don't have to raise it as the minimum wage is being raised legally. Um, But also, I do remember reading an article, and I think I may have even mentioned it here a few episodes back, that um, a lot of people who work in the tech industry have also said, Working for Amazon Web Services, which is a branch that does all of the internet stuff, and believe it or not, huge. Um, they're it way actually bigger than makes you money. Uh, it's yeah, the actual the, part of Amazon that makes money. Yes, it's as big as Google kind of thing. It's insane. Um, but Amazon Web Services is also an absolutely horrible place to work. Um, and I do remember reading an article about that and a lot of people mentioning that. And so, you know, it's not just warehouses. It's all of Amazon. Is not a fun place to work, even if you are a high-skilled, um, 
even if you're a high-skilled worker who knows exactly what to do in terms of software and whatnot, it doesn't matter. They're going to push you to the limit and as hard as you can for their profit margins. Um, hmm. And I mean, it makes sense that a company is going to try to get their workers to work hard. But the issue is um, it's not normal for a company to work them to a point that it's become a public issue that people who don't work at Amazon now start complaining about Amazon. Yeah, I mean, we, we love to see this. So, yeah, Amazon, not doing well. Is there anything else worth mentioning? Well, I, well, since you mentioned the fact that their developers are having issues, um, there's a big issue with tech right now in that if, you've, if you, any of you guys have looked at the stock market lately or your own portfolios, you'll see that tech is down. And it's, it's notable because a lot of companies, have, uh, tech companies that always kept growing have said that they want to, uh, that they're either limiting, uh, limiting how many employees they hire, or some companies have straight up fired people. Uh, Snapchat said they're limiting uh, employee growth, same with Facebook. Um, Uber says they're no longer, uh, uh, says they're, they're freezing hiring. Lyft has actually fired people. Um, a recession's coming, Noah. It's already started. It's yeah. not coming. It's already Oh, yeah, because uh, the first quarter uh, GDP dipped 1.4%. Uh, oh, um, technical definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of the economy, of uh, GDP uh, decline. So we've already yep. met half of it. So we'll have to see how this next quarter goes. And hopefully uh, the companies I work for, well, I know at least the company I work for right now is not affected too badly by it so that I get to keep my job. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, same. But yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a uh, look for concern. And we'll talk about it in another episode because I think we've already gone long. Yep. All right. I am tired and I got to make dinner. So, I hope you all have a good one. And, uh, you know, enjoy the next episode. Surprisingly depressing episode. Yeah. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye.